previously on Running Is BS. So I just started the race and I thought, where have all the other runners gone? It's the sheep. They have us surrounded. My God, they're everywhere. The mud. I'm sinking in the mud. Well, I guess this race has just begun. Damn, this thing goes all the way to the top. If we've got solid proof that running is bullshit, we have to tell everyone. I can't hold in my shit any longer. You mean running was inside us all along? Welcome to Running Is Bullshit. I'm Stuart. And I'm Amy, and you're listening to the podcast that loves to hate running. How was your Christmas? Yeah, good, yeah, quiet one, family, you know, yeah, back at work now, yeah, good, thanks, yeah. There we go, we've got that bit out of the way. Yep, (laughs) all cleared up. (laughs) Literally the worst thing about Christmas is going back to work. Not because you have to go back to work, but just because of the really shit back to work post-Christmas chat. Yeah, yeah. Office. And also starting all your emails because I've I've not been back into the office yet, but I've been back at work. And you know when you're catching all your emails and starting all your emails with I hope you had a good Christmas and New Year. No, I don't I just don't do that. <laughs> you're just like rude. Or yeah. or if you, like sometimes you're like, I hope you had a nice winter break because you might not know, you might not celebrate Christmas or, or your new year might not occur at this time. So I sometimes go throw in the winter break one as well. Just be inclusive. <laughs> at the end of the year, if you looked at my Microsoft Teams or the people I spoke to, like four of the conversations finished with you too, because everyone just said like, have a happy Christmas, New Year. I'm just like, you too. <laughs> I don't know, I'm just not a very Merry Christmassy kind of person. It feels a little odd for me to say. I don't know. I have no good reason for that. And I, I don't give a shit about New Year. I don't uh, think New Year's Day should be a bank holiday. I think fuck you should go into work tired. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I, I'm definitely more of a like I hope you had a good winter break because that's what it is it's a break that's the nice thing about it like most people not everyone but most people get some time off work and of course you're not allowed to say Christmas anymore you're not no it's no, completely banned politically correct all the liberals saying we're it's not the allowed Wokerati to say Christmas coming after us I know but people are so offended by that <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you know perhaps we should have been like Red January and after not doing the podcast for a month we should have come back and done an episode every single day until our voices got injured yeah that yeah that's the only way to approach this I saw on my I saw my memories on Facebook that I think it's been five no six years since I did my started my run streak which inevitably got me injured with an injury that lasted four years <laughs> Four years. Yeah. That was my run streak. That I was running every day, and I got up until April, and I suffered a horrific knee injury. And yeah, it took me four years to completely recover. So don't do red January. Sod mental health. Take your rest days. Yeah, I think I tried to do it once. I kind of thought, oh yeah, well why not? I'll do that. I think I lasted six days. Hmm. Oh, 2019. So there you go. Four years ago, I did. I- I did six days and again got injured. 
I did do Red January. So, you know, I'm being over the top, you know, before. Obviously, it's different doing one month to doing, like, five months, you know. But um, I did do Red January last year. but And I was planning to run it and do lots of running. And a few days before was when that dog ran into my leg and, like, snapped yeah. my knee in half pretty much. So I ended up Literally. walking. Yeah, I ended up walking a lot of Red January last year. I don't think I even did every day. I think I sort of gave up halfway through. Just to fill people in, if they don't know Red January, Run Every Day January has become a thing. You can, like, buy a T-shirt and pay someone money to run every day in January. But you don't actually have to run every day. It's just kind of... They've kind of changed it now. So it's do something every day January, which does make more sense. Yeah. But it's still called Red January. And I've still seen lots of things that say, the perfect way to get back into running. What great inspiration. If you've been out for a while, why not do this? Not, no, that's exactly the worst no, way no, to no. start running. Like, Red January, great if you've already... If you're already running, you've already got, like, a pretty firm base to do it. And, yeah. or, and you understand that you need to take days where you're doing things incredibly slowly and short but like yeah don't just go straight into running every single day yeah Yeah. injury central speaking of coming back to running something i've seen a few times recently and kind of over the years um couch to 5k as we know is the nine week thing from the nhs on the app it's a great way to get back into running i find it odd when i see groups that do a start running course that don't do couch to 5k they do their own six or seven or eight week course. And I just think, why Why do you know better? Yeah, I, I, I think... I find it really odd. I, I don't know whether Couch to 5K has been scientifically proven to help people start running, but I feel like there's enough sort of evidence from people just generally. You know? <laughs> well, there's, there's just so much support. Yeah. There's so much people... People have done it. People have written about it. People have made videos. Like, you know, the app has got celebrity voices on it. Loads of people have done it. I just kind of think, I don't know, it, it feels a little bit like, oh, yeah, but we will do it in six weeks. Our, yeah. our system's better. Yeah. Yeah. Most people I've spent, and I'm myself one of them, started running through Couch to 5K. And it is amazing. Like, it's the best, it is the best way to start running. The increments in which it goes up are really, really good and it's all about like making sure you're just out there for half an hour doing your intervals or whatever you know rather than just running a mile mile being completely knackered and then going home you know yeah and you know perhaps six or seven weeks is better for some people but i just think i don't know it just seems like a lot of work to make your own one when there's already one there yeah yeah Yeah, might just be me Let's have a catch up on the last episode that was our hundredth episode we did it live it was way too long (laughs) I did think it was going to be long because you were like, oh, yeah, like 10 minutes for each guest. I'm like, these people are not going to just talk for 10 minutes. No. <laughs> well, we did when we did the live live episode, like in a cafe, uh, I don't think we quite did enough and it was a bit shorter than we expected. Mm. So I overcompensated putting stuff in the script. Mm. And I think it was what, an hour and 45. So apologies to everyone who was running to that and had to go for an extra long run. Uh, <laughs> it, it was just too long. We had 394 comments on facebook during it that was lovely thank you all for joining us i mean that that made it longer as well just reading out so many comments but it's great for everyone to be along there not gonna do that again for a while because that was that was hard work a big thank you to nicola forward who made super short no context versions for our social media as well i very much enjoyed those yep, definitely that was excellent <laughs> definitely one of those jobs that i didn't want to do i'm glad she just offered that was nice shout out to hannah phillips as well who somehow got prince andrew into the conversation yeah of course <laughs> Naturally. I, mean, I mean it's hannah we you never know where it's going to go we didn't really bother write many notes for that one because there's, there's just no point it's one of those things that i'll just be going about my day and i'll just re- think about that and laugh to myself <laughs> yeah 
the little random topic generator she has instead of a brain just uh, landed on that. Yeah, I, I love it. Absolutely. Would, you know, I don't love that, but you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a tweet from IM Matman said, finally caught up with the first half of Running His BS episode 100, and I can't believe you're telling me a goose is only six kilos. I must have met the beast of Nottingham and beast in Canal. No, you didn't. It's just a, they're just a normal-sized goose, mm-hmm. and you're just a wimp. Yeah. yeah. They you might be light, be- or else how do they fly? You let yourself be bullied by a bird, Matt. (laughs) Let's have a tea update instead. We've partnered with Bird and Blend Tea, which means we'll tell you what tea we're drinking. And if you like the sound of that, you go to runningisbs.com forward slash tea, click on the links and buy tea if you want to. So in December, we mentioned on the podcast, we had our tea advent calendars from bird and blend mm-hmm. absolutely fantastic i i loved it i thought it was it was brilliant like a different tea every day to sample there was two bags in there usually said that was like one to share it's like no that's one for me later <laughs> one for morning one for later we'll say some people on instagram were posting spoilers ridiculously early Whoa. about their tea i know i'd look i'd like look up at my instagram at like half seven in the morning and somebody go oh look this is the tea i got on my advent calendar oh well yeah hey. it was half past seven that's fine no, like, if no, it was the day no, no. before no 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 spoilers too early in the morning there should be an embargo on the no, you should have been calendar. up earlier well, I sometimes don't have a morning tea. I normally have a morning coffee to wake me up. And then my tea is like a lunch Amy, time don't thing. don't drop the sea bomb no. anyway, What are your best I, teas? What, what did you enjoy? Okay, okay. So my favourite teas from the calendar, which I'll be, be buying some of. Firstly, I really like the milk oolong chai. Oh, yeah. Really creamy with like a hint of spice. It's was, it was one of those things. This is why I love the advent calendar. It's one of those things where I wouldn't have chosen to buy that from if i was just reading through the descriptions and stuff i would have thought oh like that doesn't sound. i would have thought that doesn't sound very interesting that just seems like really mm-hmm. boring and then when i tried it it was like a taste sensation i loved it and that one is actually really good because you can once you've done with it you can dry it out you can use it again and you yeah. can use it for like five or six more cups and it keeps the same flavor i think they actually say it enhances the flavor which it might may or might not do but you can use it loads yeah yeah it's absolutely lovely so i'm going to be buying some of that and then my second favorite was dozy girl which is a chamomile lavender and rose tea oh, i like those ones when i opened them and i saw them i was like this sounds gross <laughs> i tried it and it was actually really really lovely so i quite liked dozy girl a nice relaxing chill tea um and then also freya got me a milk frother for christmas so Whoa. I've been making my own matcha lattes as well, using the strawberries and cream matcha from Bird and Blend, which is life-changing. So I've had a very good Christmas tea period. What about you? Did you have any teas for Christmas or did you have any favourites from the advent calendar? Uh, I didn't get any teas for Christmas, um, but I did, you know, as I usually do, I enjoyed any of the black or, or rooibos teas, basically. A tea and toast was good because that's like basically nearly a very normal proper tea just like a little hint of jam in there they're the kind of ones i like i gotta say there's some of the like the fruity ones the uh, perby ones wasn't really into wasn't really my thing i'm afraid i love those the biggest disappointment for me was opening one day and it was like earl gray that's it earl gray yep that's that's nice tea mate if i wanted earl gray i'd go to morrison's nah can I say my most disappointing opening Christmas Eve, the very final one, and it was mint. Oh, I thought it would be a Christmas yep, tea. Yep, you Come know what? On. If Bird and Blend, if you're listening, because I know they do, they monitor our podcast, and as soon as we say something negative, they dock hundred pounds off our, yeah, that's true. Uh, that off true. our commission. Um, but Bird and Blend, I'm going to take that docking of commission because 
it's a Christmas advent calendar. Christmas Eve, like in a normal advent calendar that you buy from the shops, usually Christmas Eve, you get an extra big chocolate, don't you? Like, yeah. yay, it's Christmas Eve. For your Christmas Eve, to differentiate it between all the other days, you need you need to have a Christmas tea in there. You do do Christmassy teas. Yeah. No yeah, excuse. No excuse. That's my only feedback on that. Otherwise, yeah. brilliant calendar. Go to the website, buy some tea. Uh, yeah. Apologies to all the people who don't give a shit about tea. <laughs> Let's move on. Amy, what have you been up to over the last month? A month? I know. I was looking back. Like I, I'd say I'm, I was looking back through my Instagram and Strava. I do this every two weeks as well because I cannot remember what I've been doing. Yeah. Usually it's, it's not really much. Um, yeah, I didn't really do much running over Christmas itself. I had like this horrible sinus headache type thing. It went on for days and days and days. And actually, it's funny. I've been speaking to other people who've had exactly the same thing where it's just an intense, insanely intense headache that painkillers don't touch at all. Like it just it's just torturing you for days. Went Tried going out for a run with it. Felt like I was going to vomit every time my foot hit the ground because it was like making my head feel like it was vibrating the whole time. Which would have been funny. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. It was hilarious, yeah. So yeah, yeah that, for us. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's all I care about. Yeah, that was absolutely horrendous. I think I'd rather run with any other. Well, I, I need to. Say, I think I'd rather run with any other illness apart from a headache. But I'm, yeah, I'm being dramatic there. That you know, I wouldn't want to run with diarrhea or anything. You know, so uh, <laughs> I'm going with this. Uh, so yeah, so I didn't get much running done over Christmas itself. Uh, new year, new me. You know, resolutions. Yeah. Yeah. Went back to the gym on Monday bank holiday monday after oh. weeks i've been going to the gym I, I go to the gym but i've had a few weeks of being quite inconsistent with the gym just leading up to to christmas and stuff and obviously it was packed with new year's mm-hmm. resolutioners like resolutional wankers but then i thought am i one of those myself it's not a resolution probably, for me to do go you reckon to the you gym. look like one yes yeah because i'm fucking because i'm so weak Everyone thinks, oh, look, she's new. Bearing in mind, I've been going to the gym for like five years now. <laughs> Looking at me like just, you know, benching the bar and being like, oh, bless her. She doesn't know. But you're so you're small, doing. they might not have noticed you. Yeah, yeah. Just squir- just like scurrying around. <laughs> and I don't want to say, like, I'm joking when I say New Year's resolution as wankers at the gym because everyone has to start somewhere. I'm not being elitist. But, but, <laughs> but, but, at least have some, I don't want to even say gym etiquette. I want to say normal. I don't want to say like, human etiquette of being in society and living in the civilised world there was a guy popping spots in, the, in one of the mirrors it's like mate I know they're lovely big mirrors but this isn't your bathroom at home it's for checking your form and shit not popping not your got spots. mirrors at home he was like proper getting in there he had these spots on his nose and he was like proper getting in there with it like mate, mate, why are you are you paying a subscription just for a big a big mirror? You know, He's paying a mirror subscription. That's yeah. So millennial. Yeah, I know. So, so that's all I will say is no issue with people starting at the gym. Whatever, everyone starts somewhere. You know, and I'm still shit, but like basic human etiquette is required. Um, yeah. And then this morning, first long run of ultra training. So we'll get onto this later, but obviously I've got all my ultras coming up this year. Actually went out for a long run. I haven't been out for a long run in weeks and weeks and weeks because I just can't be asked. Um, of course, it rained the entire time. Like, it's been raining for, for weeks and weeks and weeks as well. Mm-hmm. So, But it was like torrential rain for the two hours that I ran. And then as soon as I pretty much set foot back home in my in my house, the rain stopped and the sun came out. Yes. So, yeah, obviously. Um, but 
having said that, Pippin, who I went with, who I ran with, was very well behaved. And it's because she was fucking miserable the entire time because she hates the rain. But like, she was so well behaved. Like, normally we run past um, our local park. And normally she wants to pull me into the park and go to the park. She she just ran. She she was like, I'm not I'm not pissing about today. I just want to get this done as quickly yep. as possible. And she was the whole time she was just running forward, looking down. She wasn't re- normally she's a bit reactive to people going by on bikes or other dogs. Nope, didn't care. No she, time for that shit. No no time. She was just like, I want to get this done. So um so yeah, it's, it swings and roundabouts really with the rain. Pippin hates it. I hate it. But she's well behaved. So you know, it gets the job done. Exactly. What have you been up to? Uh, well, of course, I did more races. Um, I counted up last year. Last year, I did 24 races, which is Jeez. too many, I think we'll agree. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, that shatters my previous record. 24 races is, is simply too many. Um, I did one at Pembray, again, because all races are, do a canicross are at Pembray in kind of Carmarthenshire. Um and it was a really weird one because they did a weird thing at the start. Usually, fastest runners first, slower runner last. And they kind of seed it in that order to kind of prevent overtaking, things like that. This time they said, oh, we've done it in a random order. And I go, okay, that's weird. <laughs> so I get my number and I'm number three. I'm like, okay, perhaps it's random. Two guys ahead of me, uh, very fast looking guys, both with Eurohounds, which are like the absolute top uh, canicross dog. I can't remember what the breed is. It's like pointers mixed with huskies, I think. Something I, like I've that. I've never heard of this. What? So Eurohound is like a type of dog. It's like a fucking bred, massive greyhound, usually black, but with white eyes. Right. And they, they, you know, they, if you've got one of them, you mean fucking business. Is this a, is Eurohounds, is that a term that exists outside of Canicross or has it been invented for like Canicross? I think, well, yeah, yeah, it, it is the Canicross dog. So it's yeah. Eurohound is the name of that. But have it they been the developed Canic- for Canicross? Yeah, specifically yeah. for Canicross. That's what I mean. Like they're a big deal. If you've got one of them, you're, you're proper. So the two guys ahead of me had them. The two women behind me had them. And me in the middle with a Labrador. <laughs> and I just think like they're looking at me thinking either this guy is fucking brilliant which I don't think they were thinking or they're thinking this dickhead's going to get in our way yeah yeah. <laughs> why has he got a Labrador starting in front of me and like these women absolutely burnt past me because you go 10 second intervals they absolutely smash past me about a minute or two in uh, I just luckily I could get right out of the way um, and I had good old Ruby Pulling me at the beginning, at the end, and not at all in the middle. So I was just shouting at her all the way to uh, to get her going. Oh, I can't really even nice imagine way. if me and Pippin were there in in that same position with Pippin yeah. either sniffing or being super reactive and barking at them, and yeah. me trying to drag her back but not being very strong about it and probably falling over in the process. So oh yeah, yeah. Rather you good, than me. <laughs> there was some good drama though. One of the dogs from the back, I think they were like number forty or something. Uh, got off the lead somehow and just bolted and because it was the second day knew the course and did half the course on its own Amazing. just ran through the pack of people like the first two guys went dog escaped th- runs through everyone starts running the course so the woman chases it another guy with his dog starts chasing it it got halfway round before they caught it but the um the guy who was in the front because he was obviously way out front he's running like a 17 minute 5k um, but he could hear this dog coming behind him. And he's thinking, shit, someone is chasing me hard. So he raced extra hard. Oh my God. And then he saw just this dog came past him. It's like the Grand National when the jockeys fall off and the horses carry on and think they're amazing. Oh, my God. That was amazing. Uh, I finished second out of two again. So I'm doing well for points this year. Nice. People don't turn up. I can't beat him. That's, sorry, that's just the way it is. 
Uh, I also did the week after, just the week before Christmas, the Elwood Christmas Tree Run. That was a five mile race through the Forest of Dean. Very, very nice. An absolutely mad narrow start on ice. It was just pretty much sheet ice on grass and mud. And then it led down this long slippery hill. So a really narrow little path through the woods, but it's just covered in like a layer of slippery mud. And I'm, I'm certain a lot of people towards the back were on their ass going down that because there's a lot of kind of slower runner but with really fast strong dogs and they would have just been on their ass being pulled down there that was hilarious um i ran with holly all the way that time uh, i had ruby again the labrador uh, holly ran with william our kelpie uh, we ran together all the way on that one and like the the, the positions get a bit confusing because holly was ahead of me she finished fourth i finished fifth but also third and second and also first and second right so I was fifth overall. I was the second man and the second senior man. Ah, okay. Because, again, Canicross isn't like a normal races, really, a lot of the time. It's not always senior men that win. The first two in this one were veteran females. Ah. So Holly finished fourth, but she was actually first senior woman. Oh, wow. It's Vega. So it gets a bit complicated. So yeah, it's it's not this it's not uh, like most races where it's just 25-year-old men winning. Yeah. Because a lot of 25-year-old men just don't run Canicross. Mm. So that was quite fun. Didn't get any prizes, though. So even though I finished second, but, you know, fine, whatever. Well, no, no prizes? No. Well, I emailed. Never got anything back. So. Did, did anyone, does anyone win a prize? Or do you just get, like, or did you even get a medal that said, like... I, did, I, I didn't go to the prize giving, so I don't know. Perhaps they just oh. like, well, fuck it. If he's not going not gonna to come to the prize giving, then we can't be asked. <laughs> oh. Perhaps that. They just slung it in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> Mind. I also, on New Year's Eve, did the hardest park run in the UK. Oh. Which I know for Amy is just any of them because nine o'clock is too early. Yeah. Uh, Great Yarmouth North Beach. It is entirely on soft sand, and it is it is pretty hard as it turns out. And like the the long section is pretty much two laps, uh, but the long section along the shore was into this massive headwind as well, and it is nasty. Like the the course record for that is over 20 minutes like no one has ever run under 20 minutes on that course is how mad it is. I did see on Instagram like i think holly running on sand i was like what yeah. <laughs> what <laughs> yeah uh, yeah i think the uh, park run average is like 29 minutes and the average there is 37 minutes Jeez. for everyone it is a properly hard one and they had to have a seal marshal to direct us around a seal so that Amazing. was fun love that I, i'm not sure if the seal was dead Oh, <laughs> don't but, love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we saw some other seals that were definitely alive further down the beach, and that was very nice. Good, good. So loads of running, and uh, yeah. Nice. Didn't think of a better way to finish that. <laughs> so yeah, finishing the year on a shit note. I thought that was a perfect way to go out. Yeah, definitely. So how about next year? Amy, is it, well, you've already said new year, new you. I know. Well, new me in the I need to train if I'm going to do any of these ultras, let alone all six. Recap us, Amy. What what are you up to this uh, year? What, what are you, what's your plan? So I'm doing the Pegasus Slam. So all the Pegasus. All like the new happen. hip dance craze all the kids it are doing is, on TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it involves in April, I'm doing the South Canham, which is 40 miles. Then in May, I'm doing the Howam, which is 30 miles. Then in June, I'm doing the Vogum, which is 40 miles. <clears throat> then in July, I'm doing the New Race, which is the Pigum, which is 30 miles. Then in August, I'm doing the Edum, which is 50 miles. Then in September, finally, I'm doing the Ridum, which is 30 miles. <laughs> 
May. I, I check the dates for each of these. It's basically the first Saturday yeah. of each month yeah, from yeah, yeah. April through to September. So yeah. they're four or five weeks apart, each of them. Yeah, th- th- you know what? This is going to be the hardest thing. It's one of them as well, where I think I only have like three Saturdays between those, to, three weekends to do train. Because I, so I sat down yeah. with my diary the other day and I was planning my long runs. Um, and the training up to the first ultra is fine. It's not until April. So I've got like... Uh, 12 weeks today, isn't it? Don't say that. 12 weeks to do 40 miles. 12 weeks? Yeah. Doesn't seem very long. But 12 weeks, that's fine. That's fine. Like, I already... It's not like I'm starting from zero. Like, I have... I do, you know... That's fine. So, I'm increasing, like... I'm doing my long runs, increasing by two miles every week, starting at 10 miles. Like, it'll be... That'll be fine. That'll be fine. What is going to be challenging is the in-between bits of getting the balance between recovering... Yeah, what do you do? And uh, Well, I've looked at my diary, and I'm just like, well... Probably the week after, I'll do 10 miles just to, you know, keep going, but not yeah. push it. And then maybe afterwards, maybe I do a 14 mile. Because I, I should still have the fitness left over from doing 40 fucking miles and all the training leading up to it. I hope. But yeah. I think that's it. It's the in-between bits. If I was just doing the South Canham, I wouldn't be too bothered. But it's the in-between bits that are going to be a struggle. Yeah, that is tough. Is it just you, like two weeks, The you know, the middle weekend, do you still do a long run? Or do you just kind of keep yourself ticking over at like you know, three or four 10Ks during the week or something. I don't know. I, I, I guess that will change as you go through it as well. It may end up you just basically doing nothing. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to see how I feel. So I've, for the first couple, I've very optimistically written that in between, I'll do a couple of long runs in between, but just going up like 14 miles. I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not going to finish to South Canham and then two weeks after that, do a 20 miler. You know what I mean? I just no, think that would be no ridiculous. No, so I'm thinking just keep it ticking over with doing the longish runs like going out for like a two hour run or something or three hour run but yeah because the main issue will be about getting injured won't it obviously like that's Mm -hmm. a lot of mileage but i'm just gonna try my best (laughs) what you need is hills i know i know i need to go i know your first one is pretty flat yeah but you're so much your running is pretty much all flat yeah um yeah uh yeah try and get some hills in there definitely yeah because they're more fun Exactly. And I think if I do get injured, the good thing is that Pegasus are really good about deferring a year. Mm -hmm. So if I do get injured, I won't do the slam, which sucks, but I'll be able to at least defer, which is is nice and reassuring. Uh, But obviously the point is to do all of them. That's the whole point. But Six months, six ultras. We'll we'll see. (laughs) I'm just, uh, just... Focus on the first. We're just focusing on the first one now. Like, and don't forget, then in November, escape to escape from Meriden. Oh, you know what, mate? I, I'm not even thinking about that no, yet. No. Because who knows? I don't even know if I'm going to be in any fit state to be doing that by that point. Yeah. But I have, I have got a bit of a game plan for Meriden. When I said last time about, you know, I might just have a sleep in the hotel until 6am and then start it's my run. Smart. Yeah. I, I'm not going to be running for 24 hours. I'm just not. That is not going to happen. So rather than starting at like midnight and running through the night, I'm going to wait until, you know, there's a bit of light and do my 12-hour run or whatever, you know. Yeah, it's probably smart. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, what have you got? Because that's all I've got. Like, that is it. Every every podcast, you're going to be asking me what's coming up next. I'm going to be like fucking training for these stupid Just another fucking ultra in yeah. a couple yeah. of weeks. <laughs> Nothing interesting. That's it. That's it. No. There's, there's kind of no point you do another races really, is there? No, no, where, where would I squeeze it in? I might, on the lead up to it, I might see if there's like some trail races I can enter to, mm. to like, instead of my long runs, like do yeah. like a... Just maybe give you a, somewhere else to go, really. Isn't yeah, it? like different, a trail half marathon yeah, yeah, would maybe. be amazing. Um, but 
when I'm actually doing it, right, April till September, it's not like I'm going to enter any other races during no. that time. Jesus Christ. Anyway, yeah. So have you got anything more diverse and interesting coming up? Uh, yeah. Well, um, what I really like is my main run for spring isn't a race. And that just kind of feels super hipster to me. It's yeah. like, this is my big thing I'm aiming for, not actually a race. It's an FKT route, but it's not one that I'm actually going to get the record for, which makes it even more pointless, which nice. I think makes it even more worthy. Mm. I'm very proud of myself. Uh, it's, it's called the Abergavenny Gold Route. Uh, it's a circular 33k route that takes in three local mountains, Skirid, Sugarloaf and Blorange, all of which I talked about and run up before, but never all together. It's basically three massive climbs and then fairly flat in between each one. And it's just a route I want to do. And because it's quite long, it's quite a lot of elevation, it's going to take a bit of training to work up to. So that's kind of my my aim for spring. Hmm. Most people use that as a training run for something, but actually that's kind of my aim, just to get it done really, which I think is pretty cool. That's nice and chill because like, if you set a date and it's horrendous weather in mm-hmm. some way, you just move it to another date. Yeah. Yeah, so that's quite good. Um, there, there is a race in the lead up to this, which is a 25k point to point that takes in two of those mountains. And it's one of those like 40 year old races that has an amazing history, but only local fell runners know about it. Mm. So it's been going forever. Loads of amazing runners have, have run there, got some great times, but no one knows about it. And that's from Clambetta to Blind Avon. So that'll be going up one of those mountains right at the end and dipping up back over the uh, the other side of it to finish. Nice. That should be a good fun one. Uh, however, in the lead up to all of that, uh, there's also about six Canicross weekends that I'll be doing in about three months. So pretty much every other weekend, I'll be doing a Canicross weekend probably, which is usually two 5Ks over a weekend. So I kind of have no idea when I'm going to do my long runs. Because if I'm doing two all-out 5Ks, mm. two weeks later I do two more all-out 5Ks, do I, run a, do I want to run 15 miles in the middle of that? Not not no. really. And even so, like, if my weekends are busy, I'm going to I'm gonna have to be a midweek long run wanker, which I'm not at all happy about. Mate, it just doesn't feel right. A Wednesday long run. Oh. Oh. The only way you can get away with a long run during the week if, if it's on a Friday I think because that still feels like the weekend but you're not going to be able to do that if you're candy crossing so yeah and Monday you can't do a long run on a Monday because that no. doesn't count towards your mileage for the last week no that makes you that makes that week short and the other week too long and but that also that Monday long run is madness that's a slippery slope there yeah so I really I don't quite know when I'm going to be able to get in all these long runs between all these like massive 5k efforts just so. don't do them no, definitely going to do them because Candy Cross is great. Just le- no, no, the long runs. Just leave them. Oh, okay, yeah, good idea. Just leave it. I'll just leave them. That'll be fine. And after that, as a warm-up to Escape from Meriden, which, again, as a reminder, we start in the middle of England, run as far away as possible in 24 hours, starting at midnight. Uh, we're doing that in mid-November. Uh, so, in theory, my target is I want to run 70 miles, and that gets me to the Forest of Dean, Jeez. which is... An obscene distance is more than twice as far as I've ever run before, and I hated running that far. I'm going to be, as a warm up, I'm going to do a 45 mile race at the Green Man Ultra, and that's all the way around Bristol, and it's at the end of August. Oh, so God. that should be <laughs> the height of summer. <laughs> oh, I'll run a 45 mile race, which is 12 miles further than I've ever run. Horrendous. Around Bristol. Horrendous. But what I like about this race is they have. Well, they don't have paces for 10, 11, and 12 hours. They have time lords. Oh. And that's a lot cooler. I don't care about Doctor Who or anything like that, but I just love the fact they're called time lords because it's much more fun and much cooler. 
And it's got a thing of, um, they said towards the end, you know, if they kind of gather a group together, they may speed up or slow down depending on that group because mm. they are time lords. They can do whatever they want with their time. <laughs> and because it's a, it's a navigation race as well, because it's so long and it's all the way around Bristol and kind of fairly suburban, you have to navigate it as well. So basically you just hang on to one of those guys and run with them and they'll show you the way around. So I might do that for 11 or 12 hours because it's going to take me a long time. Is it is it going to end like in a field with a wicker man? It, it feels very druidy sort of... Presumably, yeah. I feel like Green Man... I went to Bristol Museum, one of the museums, M Shed, a few a few months ago, and there was like Nerd. a weird, weird folky Wicker Man style man made of moss and trees and and grass. Yeah, that might be the Green Man. I don't know. There's a lot of weird shit going on in Bristol, so I would be careful of that as well. That they don't sacrifice you so that you can have whatever they want, like ten more days of cider crop or something. I don't know. It's fine. I'm from Norfolk. I can navigate these kind of things. We had to do- we had to dodge them as children regularly, so it's fine. It's so when they've got the animal masks on and stuff, and they start chanting. That's when you've got to just run a bit faster. You've just reminded me. I've just looked up something here about this. Uh, if you complete the path, because um, I don't think it's a particularly old path, but the thing they've done with it, uh, you get to call yourself a woodwose. Right. I'm not sure if that's pronounced right. It's from an old English word. And it's the proper name for the wild men and women that haunted the imaginary forests of medieval Europe. And it is entirely appropriate for anyone mad enough to conquer the community forest path. I will be a woodwose if I complete it. It doesn't surprise me. Like, Bristol seems really metropolitan and cool now because all the hipsters from London moved there. But there is weird shit going on in there. there Yeah, there is a core of, like, people in uh, antlers and things. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, pig heads and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if anyone wants to join me on that and be a wood woes with me, please do. That should be fun. God. So from not doing any ultras next year, which is my plan, I'm planning to do 45 miles and maybe 70 miles. Hmm. Cool. And you're doing six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love the optimism when you say, yeah, you're you're doing six. Yeah. We'll you, see. You're, you're we'll going to start see. six. I'll, I'll well, do the first starting. one. I'll do the first one. We'll see. Sure. <laughs> Well, if you want to keep supporting us doing stupid things and putting ourselves through pain just for your entertainment, you can support us and go to patreon.com forward slash running is bullshit, donating money every month. New to the list this month is Gregory C., Hannah Phillips and Claire Davis. And especially thank you to Hannah and Claire who signed up during the live episode mm, I think last a time. A bit of peer pressure there. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of guilt maybe, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but absolutely, you know, it, the money's worth the same, so we'll take it. Uh also, as pointed out in the episode, nearly 10% of our supporters are called Matt. So uh, this list of names this week is a little less random than usual. Jason Spinks, Maria, Wick, Samantha Benson, Kurt Shepard, Julia Page, Vicky Robbins, Jenny Tomesby, Anthony Howe, Stuart Stevens, Paul Hibbert, Sophie Nichols, Debbie Honey, Brian Simpson, Rachel Bentley, David Owen, Luke, Daniel, Jay, Riz, Gun, Johnny, Neverson, Cassie, Jones, Adam, Atkinson, Carl, Fleming, Nicky, Genders, AP, Derry, Martin, Kaplan, Matt Burroughs, Matt Blueberry, Matt Jones, Matt Caffin, Matt Joselski, Matt Gunner, Matt H, Matt Lee, Sandra Hines. Ian Thompson, Ivor Hewitt, Amanda Murray, Hine, Gregory C, Hannah Phillips, Lee Wood, Max Mahardy, Penny Simpson, Kath Everett, Darren 
Dalton, Sherry Brooks, Bernadette McCarthy, Victoria, Magnus, Lisa Gibbon, Rachel Bullmore, Claire, Dina, Drew, Edwards, Victoria, Dick, Andy Robbins, Clark Gilmore, Gabriel, Thomas, Maya, Ruth, KP, Ian, Hale, Len, Martin, Catherine, Benson, Jamal, Cadill, Francis, Howe, Liz, Reese, Sophie, Jack, Jonathan, Carter, Violet, Grep, Kel, Ryder, Sam, Wavy, Karen, Blake, Claire, Davis, Hannah, Bye, Raymond, Quinn, James, Lampert, John, Stratford, Elliot, Lyle, Dom's Dawson, Play or Seal, Jay House, Angela Foster, Swales, Andy H, Andy H, Andy Nichols H, got those wrong way round, Jesus Christ. Don't forget to get in touch with your running bullshit on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook, just search Running is BS, let us know why you particularly hate running this week. Somebody's done that is Ben Timo says, oops, I got too carried away flagging dodgy runs on Strava, and now I seem to have been temporarily prevented from flagging anymore. God, Ben. I respect that a lot. I think you're a snitch. No, good for you. Strava snitch. No, we need Strava snitches to get rid of the cheats. Mm. Good for you. I'm proud of you, Ben. Good for you. Mm, I'm not sure. Doing the Lord's work. <laughs> we asked on Twitter as well for your worst run of the year. We had a few responses. And at first is Tony Jude H, who said, Cardiff Bay 10K, night out in Cardiff on the Saturday, starting the race three hours after my darling wife said, just one more gin and tonic. It's fine, I'm not running. Then at 2K left in the race, she shouts, your niece has already passed you. Don't be shit. Okay, that race starts at like 10 o'clock. So he was still on the GNTs at 7am. Yeah. Tony, mate. Tony. <laughs> On the G&Ts as well, love it. <laughs> 100% your own fault. Yeah, yeah. At Claris underscore runs said, Mine was doing a self-nav ultra in 36 degree heat, getting lost, adding an extra 9k, all while periodically throwing up and being unable to keep water down. All this is to say the most bullshit thing was me. I decided not to DNF. I could have at any point and enjoyed the day. Claris, you like we've said before, just give up. Just just, why, why do people do ultras in the heat, throwing up all day? Just fucking stop. Also, there's another option. Don't even turn up. You might die. <laughs> Look at the I weather mean, genuinely, forecast. Genuinely, like... you could die. Why would you? Why would you carry on doing the race? I'd look at the weather forecast and I'd be like, nah, mate, you're right. We could see Claris's priorities are a bit strange because she actually sent this tweet on seven a.m. on Christmas Day. Nothing better to do, apparently. Yep. <laughs> that's just one step below, like, responding to an email, on, work email on Christmas Day. <laughs> Ooh, that's bad. At Running of VI, it says, Southampton 10K. I fell over in the first half mile. We, brackets, my guide runner and I, then had to keep asking people for plasters and stuff. Damn, that must have been a gnarly fall. Finally got first aid at the finish and finished in what was my worst time. And then I fell over at Park Run the following week. Sucks. Is it funny that VI runners falling over? We allowed to laugh at that? To be honest, I think it's more like <laughs> that's legit and okay, and I have no excuse to be falling over full stop, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
at J Jameson Rickard said highlight and low light at the same time ran the Brighton Marathon without training it was my first marathon completed it just about but couldn't walk for days afterwards and was the most painful thing I've ever experienced got into that got into bed that night and couldn't move this is why you're supposed to do training I know yeah. we go on actually we are at training but come, don't run a marathon without training no but also well done for being able to run a marathon without training no, we shouldn't be encouraging this, Amy. Or perhaps we should, because it's funny. Yeah, like, half of me is impressed <laughs> that somebody can just... I hate those people that can just run a fucking marathon. I hate them. With, like, no training. Or, like, a half marathon. Or, or a really good 10k time. And I'm, like, slaving away just to be able to run at anything all. at all. And like, oh, yeah, I haven't really done any training. And I just, like, banged out a 3.30 marathon or something. I'm like, mate. Gross no. people. Terrible I people. hate them. Did you have a worse run of the year? I would say it's got to be that ultra I did in November. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think I mentioned yeah, yeah. on the podcast. Well, it I, wasn't an ultra because you didn't finish it. Fuck so. off. The ultra, I, <laughs> the, the ultra I attempted to do, 20 miles, that I actually did of it, which is quite impressive. I did the Pelavan bit, which was the hardest fucking bit yeah, 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 yeah. in ex- extreme weather. You know those TV series you see on, like, Discovery Plus? Like, world's most extreme weather. I was in that. You were in that. I was in that. I, every time I put my waterproof on that I wore to the race, I get, like, a bit of, a, like, a trauma response. I yeah. feel uncomfortable. I feel scared. I feel anxious. That's how severe it was. I thought I was going to die that day. From I've never been so cold in my life. I was legitimately worried. The people around me were worried. My waterproof was no longer waterproof. Nothing was. I tried to get a thermal out of my bag that was soaking wet, so it did nothing. The whole thing was just like horrendous. Like but, I, it's annoying because I had like a really good run actually. For and again, hadn't really trained properly. But if it hadn't been torrential rain, I probably would have finished the race. But yeah, I've never. It was that feeling of being really, really cold and wet, and actually being scared. Yeah, you know it's bad in a race where you actually do get properly a bit scared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought if That's we, because we were walking. So after Penavan, we were walking along like a really. It if it was a normal day, like the weather wasn't that bad. It was a trail you could probably run most of. But because I was yeah. so cold and stiff, and and the visibility was so poor, I didn't want to risk falling over because I knew if I fell, I was going to mm. be fucked. So I <laughs> like four miles of walking in these horrible conditions, and the whole way I'm like. If we don't get to the aid station soon, I feel like I might actually die. And, and Jen was just waiting for me to go, oh, I actually, I'm actually starting to feel quite warm now. And, you know, obviously that's like the sign that things have really gone shit. So I was like yeah. waiting for my body to be like, oh, yeah, you're actually really, really warm right now. And that would be like the, oh, shit, let's call Mountain Rescue time. But, yeah, yeah. that would definitely be my worst run just in the sense that I thought I might die. Yeah, that's a good enough reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. legit. Yeah, how about you? Um, for me, it was it was a lot more low-key than that. It was just two days after Christmas where I went for a run with a cold. It was a flat, easy trail run, but I did... I, all I could manage was 5.5k in 50 minutes, and I went and had a little sit-down in the car while Holly carried on and did some proper running. And that's the video I put on Instagram uh, just after Christmas. When I looked back at it, I was like... Oh, and someone else mentioned to me, I looked back and I'm like, I do actually look really sad in this video. Like, it, it wasn't as funny as I thought it was. It was just really sad. <laughs> I think people were legitimately <laughs> concerned, weren't they? Yeah, I think so. Because I looked back at it. Because I, I recorded it. It was like a minute long. I recorded it. And then I looked back, watched it back. And went, oh, 
that's actually this is not as funny and entertaining <laughs> as I wanted it to be but fuck it I'm not doing it again <laughs> and I was just so sad and miserable but it's just because I had a cold and I had no energy I just couldn't run yeah but I really wanted to because it was a nice day and it was a nice little uh, nice little place to run but yeah no but that was that was the worst one for me but not not particularly dramatic mm, runs when you're you have like some sort of respiratory thing or the worst like absolutely horrendous yeah I'm, i've still kind of got the tail end of that cold it's like i'm basically completely fine apart from every so often i will just fucking fill up a tissue no problem at all nice yeah <laughs> that that's the best way to, to put it it's just like yeah. my body goes into well, full I, I don't think it's the best way to put it but <laughs> no, it definitely is my body goes into full mucus production if i get even a little bit ill like it, it doesn't know what else is happening like right we need mucus what's the problem it doesn't matter get mucus on it we'll just use mucus that's as much as possible is what was what my body needs for some reason anyway we've had an email from jenny tamasebi he says i finally caught up to the episode where i started as a patreon about time congratulations on pronouncing my last name correctly yes i don't oh think I, I just to, to forewarn you well to post warn you whatever yeah, post-warn. warning you in the past is i i doubt i pronounced your name correctly on the i mean you don't pronounce the name of someone we've known for seven years yeah yeah exactly so, so i'm sorry jenny but actually your name i would normally be able to pronounce i was trying to do it so fucking quickly five minutes before the show started that oh, no, no one no again. one had a chance no one had a chance i apologize uh, she continues my previous last name was bull which is probably more appropriate to the podcast and easier for Amy to sing. Yes. She says, I look forward to hearing the next semi-professionally renditioned Patreon jingle and the future forgetful slaughtering of my name. Oh, See, she knew in advance. Yeah. Well, expect- you at least knew. you've set your expectations low, Jenny. So that's, that's well, great. yeah, she said, as long as you don't call me what a work colleague did when I first changed it and call me Jenny Tamagotchi. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what has been particularly BS about my running? Pfft, how long do you have? Knackered knee, knackered hip. Ice, falling over, Reynard's disease giving me corpse fingers, despite silver gloves, having the superpower ability of making each run look like I've never done it before, the lead park racer screaming out the way, and shoulder checking a blameless park user, being taken down by a male park racer, and the handheld skip of a buggy. Take your pick. I would go on, but no one needs that. No, no, Jenny, we literally do need that. That's amazing. Because it fills the time. You need to elaborate on all of those stories. (laughs) Otherwise, yeah, spread them out for us. Just send in one a week and, you know, it fills fills the time. Otherwise, despite the whinging, I love the running. Just not while I'm actually doing it. I've really enjoyed listening to the back catalogue on my runs. My true absolute laugh out loud moment was Amy when asked by her GP what she uses for contraception, saying homosexuality. (laughs) It's a classic. It's a classic. Doesn't cost anything. (laughs) No. No, it just just my time and my sanity a lot of the time, you know. Dealing with fucking women. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I'd high five you if I could. You know, you know what they'd be like. You know what it's like. You know what it's like, bro. You know what it's like. Yabbity, yabbity, yabbity. Nag, nag, nag. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh. Oh. Such a lad. And thanks for the introduction to Bird and Blend. My bank account thinks you're both cunts. But my tummy is very happy. Oh. Hope you had a great Christmas. Much love from that London, Jen Tamasebi. And then a picture of her disgusting white fingers. Yeah. I, I, I feel you on the Reynards saying, like, Freya has Reynards and is, like, being touched by a corpse. You know what? People with Reynards, they fucking love to go on about it, don't they? They do, yeah. yeah. And when I, mean, I, never whenever mind I say, co- like, your hands are freezing, she's like, I've got Reynard's disease. Like, I'm contravening the 2010 oh, yeah. Equalities Act or something. Like, yeah, your hands are fucking cold. I mean, it, never mind CrossFit and veganism. You meet someone with Reynard's and you'll know about it within seconds. Oh, God, yeah. Not because they've got gross fingers. They'll just tell you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I fucking love it. 
Uh, we've had an email from K. Oh, fucking hell. We've also had an email from Kel Ryder and says, Hello, running is BS. I was so irritated after a race yesterday at the multiple levels of what I felt were bullshit. Seemed perfect to email you guys. I did the 10k race part of the Portsmouth Coastal Marathon event. I do appreciate that it was one of those let's all dress as Santa for the 10k and 5k, which in fairness was advertised as a family fun run. So Mm. I might be bar humbug a bit, but... What's people's views on parents participating in races and then dragging their children along on wheeled vehicles? Well, I mean, it's a family fun run. There were several adults on the 5k course who were accompanied by non-running bibbed children on scooters and bikes. That's not cool, though. Mm. That's not cool. That's out of order. When the 10k course caught up with the 5k, it was a nightmare as those of us in the 10k were then essentially mowed down and taken out by wayward children not in control of their wheels. On a couple of occasions, I had to take to the main road and was definitely sorry. On a couple of occasions, I had to take to the road and was definitely tutted at by the parents. Well, I think they tutted. It was hard to tell under their nylon beards. I'm sure one made a remark about my lack of Christmas spirit. Maybe I'm a non-Santa suit wearing miserable sod, but I did put Christmas print leggings on. Fair enough. To top it off, the weather was horrific, and so the whole route wasn't that enjoyable as the wind smacked the sea into your face. It was advertised as a fast and flat course, and despite the input from Mother Nature impeding efforts, it definitely was. But only because it measured over a quarter of a mile short for the 10k. Other people finishing around me had the same complaint, so we knew it wasn't one rogue watch. There was an out and back section on the seaside prom that could have easily been extended, Marshall with a cone for turnaround to get the right distance. The really BS thing is that this is the really BS thing is that this has now essentially ruined my Christmas. Oh come on. Oh mate. As my running mileage for the year would be down <laughs> and my attempt at a 10k PB thwarted. I've been forced to book another race for Boxing Day. Forced. Although Christmas Day seems like the perfect carb loading opportunity. Merry Christmas to you both. I can see multiple issues here. <laughs> like, okay, it is either a family fun run or it's a race. Yeah, yeah, it can't if be both. They're, if they're describing it as fast and flat, and that, well, frankly, if they're timing it, a family fun run, there's no need to time. No, no, no. But if it is, and they're saying it's fast and flat, people are going to race it. Letting kids with bikes, I think with a pushchair is bad enough in a race situation, but bikes and scooters is mental. Yeah, I think, I think, Hell Rider, you've been done dirty by this race. They've given you mixed messages. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's either a fast, flat 10k race or it's a family fun, fun run. I mean, if you've seen Family Fun Run, you've still entered though. That's kind of your fault. But, but I, I get it. Like the mixed messaging, like I get it. But yeah, the Family Fun Run aspect would put me right off because you know but you know what's worse at family fun runs what's worse than kids on scooters and bikes is that kid who's like 10 years old who is beating everyone who is super super fast who's probably doing a 16 minute 5k or something yeah but you know what at least they're running it and at least they're like good they've done training they're good i don't mind it's kind of annoying to see a kid smashing you (laughs) but i kind of it's kind of nice to see as well like that kid is amazing but it's the kid on a bike or a kid in a buggy which has got a bib on and then gets a medal at the end what the fuck have you done you've sat in a you've sat in a buggy don't get me started on scooters 
I've, I think I've spoken about scooters before. When scooters first started becoming popular again, because they were like popular in like whenever it was the early two thousand. When they first became popular again, and there was a epidemic of scooters on our roads and footpaths. You know what? I I would push a child off a scooter and not care. I would do the time in jail. Yeah. Oh yeah. I would You'd push a child it. off a scooter and they do that thing and spin it round and hit them in the back of the Achilles with it. Yeah, I, the thing is, I think we could fundraise and get you out of that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure people would chip in for that. Yeah, yeah, let me let me do it just once. Okay, the next part is the fact the a 10K being 400 metres short has ruined your Christmas yeah. and ruined your running mileage for the year. What's your, your running mileage for the year is going to come up 400 metres short and that's ruined everything. You, ta- you, you like calculated you, it. So this are was you that strictly planned? You're so planned. There's no... And that week after that, you can't change anything. And now it's going to be 400 metres short. <laughs> yeah. For that bit, you just need to like chill out, Kel. But if you've been forced to book another race, that means you're going to be long. So you're fine. Yeah, you'll be It fine. hasn't ruined your Christmas. Get over yourself, Kel. Jesus. <laughs> Merry Christmas, though. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Ian Thompson also sent an email. Uh, Amazing opening line to this one. No greeting or anything. Just <laughs> as if having arse gravy since Christmas morning hasn't been bad enough, I had to cook lunch. Oh. Don't let the man with arse gravy cook your lunch. Basic arse tip. Gravy. Basic kitchen tip there. Oh. Uh, he said, nothing better than having to sort a roast while not wanting to eat it. Then on Boxing Day evening, after family obligations, I went for a run and decided to go along a towpath to cut my run a bit shorter. Except said towpath had collapsed. I didn't clock said collapse. My left leg went down it and I hit the deck. Cue lots of swearing and nausea as I took stock of how shit the day was going. It got better. I then threw up the food from earlier, somehow then feeling up to running home again. I'd cut my knee up a bit, but nothing so significant that I couldn't run again last night. Seven groveling miles in the wind and rain followed, but at least I didn't have any sloppy tums anymore, right? Woke this morning to discover they were back. And the last thing I wanted to do was run 14 miles today as per the marathon training plan. I might just go for a walk instead. I love running, but somehow I really hate running. Fuck. Cheers for the 100 episode loves. Uh, another Okay, another basic tip. Don't go for a run when you've got the shits. No. Don't go for a run when you think you might have the shits, because yeah. you will have the shits. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you already had the shits when you started, you are going to shit yourself on the run. And I love the fact you're falling over, and then like, ah, I've just fallen over. That really hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine the just the mess, just the slipping just over. Someone the running mud, up to help. Sick. Oh, that guy's fallen over. You run over there and they just start throwing up as well. Oh shit, I'm leaving him alone. <laughs> Shitting themselves. Ass <laughs> gravy everywhere. Like, oh Jesus. Oh, oh. Beautiful. And, and finally, and most bizarrely, from Amanda Murray Hind. She says, Hello. Thanks for the live. Hope you had a great crimble. Oh mate. Never never say crimble again. <laughs> crimble. Fucking hell. Um she said, I've just seen this abomination. Has Fabletics actually been hacked as this is truly mortifying? Or have I slipped into an eating and drinking stupor and it's really April the 1st? Anywho, keep up the BS. We love it. And she sent these screenshots of... Uh, I, don't even, I don't even know how to describe this. It's from Fabletics. I would, I would say it's activewear lingerie. Okay, so... <laughs> So what I'm seeing is some some leggings. Just just imagine some leggings, some bright pink leggings. Yeah. But then imagine that there's a hole, a massive hole, 
They're, in they're the crotch. crotchless leggings. Crotchless leggings. Not just crotch. Okay, so firstly, let's get the crotchless thing done. Yeah. Crotchless leggings. And there's, but there's like pink pants underneath. But I don't yeah. know whether they come as part of the leggings. Or Presumably you, so, yeah. you buy them separate. I don't know. So there's holes there. Then we work our way around. There's there's big holes, big circular circular oval holes in the sides to, to expose yeah. some of the like. Fair enough. Then you get to the back. It's just one giant hole with the arse sticking out. Whole arse is out. Yeah, and some sort of thong type situation going on. Oh, you know what? I think that might be the same hole. Looking at that front one. So basically, there's uh, no there's no gussets. I think okay. that's what's missing there. The hole so it's crotchless, backless. With side holes, with pink underwear underneath, and a pink bra. Uh, the screenshot's small. I can't tell if it's actually a sports bra or not. But it's basically, yeah, it's, it's activewear lingerie. And the model has got it with high heels on as well. Uh, what is this for? Fetish. It's a fetish, surely. What other situation would you wear this in? I can't tell. Like... You're gonna have to, I'm going to have to try and find it on the website and post a link to it. But it's just... I don't understand what situation... You would ever use this? The gym on a Monday evening at five PM, obviously. In your sexy, sexy gym. Yeah, we. And that would be a sexy on. gym. It's just, it's just really insane. strange. It's really strange. It, it it's absolutely bizarre. Yeah, I think they've gone a bit, a bit mad with this one. They're on it a does, mad one. It looks a, li- it looks a little bit wish, but like, but a bit too expensive for wish. Yeah, <laughs> how much? It's is the kind it? of thing like on wish if it was like really shit quality for like nine pounds. Because it just doesn't make any sense. You know what it reminds me of? Like assless chaps, you know? Like a cowboy yeah. would wear. Like a like an a athletic like cowboy. Hey. <laughs> uh, horrendous. Horrendous. Speaking of which. <laughs> it's the bullshit running news. Italian distance runner Alessandro Bracconi of Palenza, Italy will not be eligible to compete until 2058 after receiving a ban of 36 years for the use or attempted use, possession and trafficking and attempted trafficking of a prohibited substance. Like, the weirdest thing about this, he's just, you know, inverted commas there, just a one hour, 19 minute, half marathon runner. Why is this man being tested? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I assume it must be the trafficking and the possession. Yeah. But he's been banned for 36 years. Um which is so good. Um, the article from Canadian Running Magazine also links to his Strava as he did a race in Italy despite being banned. I'm like, mate, make your Strava private. You've been banned from all races yeah. for most of the rest of your life. Yeah. At least make it make it private. Come on. I'm convinced. Uh, he must have been sort of selling it and getting it for other people. Or else, he, yeah, like you yeah, said, why would he be tested? Yeah, why would he be tested? I mean, and come on, you... You can run a better half marathon than 119 as well if you're using all that. He's not a very good advert for it, is he? I wouldn't want to be buying his peds, you know? Yeah, one day, 119. <laughs> but I love the photo they use is from his actual Strava. And it's just a photo of him, like, just flipping off, like a selfie with his finger up. Looking like, and doing like a bit of a pout as well. He looks like a prick. Yeah. Uh, they also link to a list of all the banned athletes in the world, and that's quite a fun read. Mm-hmm. I was having a good look through that. Only one British guy on there. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it's the uh, the sprinter who lost the relay team the medal, but only one British guy in there, so that's nice. I'm not on there but, then. No, not yet. I have a coffee in the morning for a run, usually. Yeah, you're banned for different reasons. That's, okay. a, that, <laughs> that's, that's a whole different whole different thing. But basically, he's he's the guy... 
without there's a few people with lifetime bans but otherwise basically he's the guy that is banned for the longest out of anyone in the world and that's you can be quite proud of that so i think if you do get banned from races at least make your strava private there's your top tip for this in other news olympian geisa krauser ran a 5k race while five months pregnant she Good finished i know she finished 20th with a time of 17 minutes 31 seconds nice. at the Silvesterlauf in trier which is a five kilometer race held annually on new year's eve in germany's oldest city and in the article she speaks about how losing sponsorship was a particular concern for her when she became pregnant but thankfully her sponsors have been really supportive which is great because this is an issue that a lot of female athletes face is worries about <clears throat> if they're to start a family will they basically lose their careers which isn't mm. you know isn't ideal and not something men have to worry about but there we go um she hopes that this will encourage other runners to continue with the sport during pregnancy saying i am pregnant not sick i have a passion for running and i believe that there is a way to combine both running and pregnancy together which is a fantastic message but what made me laugh is this this article has been all over social media like all over everyone's social media. So Freya was the one that, that saw it first and she said, oh, somebody who's pregnant has just run a 17-minute 5K. And I thought, because she has like, you know when you have non-runners as like Facebook friends or whatever and their watch fucks up and she's like, and they're like, yep, just run a 16-minute 5K. You know, that's not yeah. true. And I, I was straight away like, that's bullshit. Who is it? Because I thought it was one of her like friends on Facebook. <laughs> I was like, that's bullshit. Because obviously like, non-runners as well they don't know how Freya doesn't know that that's super fast because yeah. she was you know I was like that's bullshit not true like that and then she sent me the news article I was like oh okay sorry I thought you meant okay, like yeah, one of enough. your friends on Instagram had said oh just read a 17 minute 5k so yeah yeah pretty impressive though <laughs> oh actually speaking of um GPS fuck-ups and people doing things they shouldn't on that guy's Strava that I mentioned, the Italian guy, it links to his Strava and I had a quick look at his thing and it says his marathon PB is 203 so what? I'm like, well, come on. He, well, he's been on the peds for that one. Yeah. I had a click on it. He was in a car. He went for a run, <laughs> drove somewhere, flagged it. Don't worry. Don't worry, everyone. I flagged him. <laughs> God, you just delete them, don't you, if you do a car? And you're like, oh, shit. And then you the so. thing is, like, you're obviously either, which I doubt. You can crop it. it. Just crop the, the car or, a bit off. Or, like, if you're like me, you're shit at Strava, just delete it and put it in as a manual entry. Yeah. You know? Like it's no big deal. But don't worry, everyone. I flagged him, so yeah. I'll show him. Yeah, that was. <laughs> uh, but yes, this this article was sent to us by a few people. And seventeen thirty one is it's a hell of a good time. And yeah, five months broke. But you know, good for her. Like she said, she's she's just pregnant. She's yeah. not sick. She's not injured. Yeah, it's just yeah. something else that she has to deal with. And obviously for her, it works completely fine. And so, there's so but there's so much backlash, isn't there, about women exercising? I, when I haven't looked at it because I've just oh. like I've, I, I haven't. It was so, one of those things. I'm not looking at comments because what's the point? It's not the comments from this. I haven't looked at the comments from this. I don't look at comments anymore. But it's just more generally, especially yes. I find especially like women running, but especially women who go to the gym while pregnant and weightlift. It's like that is so dangerous. You're gonna damage the baby. It's like what do you think is happening? Weightlifting at yeah. the gym. Like, you're not using your stomach to, to like, rest the barbell on. Like, yeah. you know, and this whole idea, yeah. exactly. She ain't doing crunches. Yeah. Like, you're not, you might become unwell if you're pregnant, but being pregnant doesn't mean you're unwell, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, great story. Um, and finally, we all loved Uncle Chen, the chain-smoking Chinese marathon runner, but it seems the Chinese athletics authorities got a bit embarrassed about this, and they've proposed a new rule banning smoking in races. Boo. I was just thinking when I read that, is 
is smoking banned in races in general in the UK? Like, I never thought that this would need <laughs> to be know. said. But is yeah. there something in the rules that say you don't smoke while you're in the race, you know? Pro- I'm not, I, again, I've never seen that rule. But again, it's probably not a rule that anyone ever thought they'd have to implement. Yeah, but I think al- the Chinese... there's always a reason behind these rules, isn't there? <laughs> but because because Uncle Chen went so viral, I think Chinese athletics have gone, oh shit, this makes this look really bad. Yeah. So they've proposed this new rule to uh, to get rid of it just to make sure they don't look bad in future because there's, there's there's nothing else that China does that's bad so that sh- they should be fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving swiftly on, what have you got coming up next? Inevitably, more Canny Cross back at Pembrey again because every race is in Pembrey. And I looked up there's a different there's a different British Championship with a different federation of Canny Cross running. And I, oh, where are the races for that? I looked up. It's the week after the one I'm doing at Pembrey. Oh. Everyone fucking loves Ben Bray. Yep. All the all the county crosses go there. So I'm not doing that one, which is a shame. But oh. I will be doing the one next week. So another another race weekend, another second place out of two people. That's the aim. That's what I'm up for. How about you? Are you going to do the county cross? I, I'd like to. I mean, I'm learning. Can you how sign to, up for this one. I'm learning how to drive at the moment. So that's Ooh. the only thing with these these races is that they're incredibly difficult to get to on public transport. I've looked at it and it's like a fucking nightmare. Um, so once I can drive, I will be I'll be on it like a car bonnet. I will be there. Really? But I haven't signed up for anything yet. Okay. So I'm just I'm just ultra training and ultra trying to training. stay consistent with it. Trying to trying to keep going to the gym as well because I know I'm going to get injured if I don't do the gym. I will get injured. So which is really difficult and sucks and makes me ache and feel really unfit. But it needs to be done. Right. You need to come up with some interesting, exciting long runs and let us know what you're planning. I know, definitely. You need to do a lot of long runs, um, so yeah. But the thing is, the do longer the run, the more plans. the more likely content is beca- going to emerge, such as me falling over, me getting in an altercation with someone, you know, something strange happening, somebody flashing me. These are not random things I'm coming up. These are things that have happened. So, oh, yeah. oh, you know, yeah. there's always more opportunity for those things to happen on longer runs. The longer the runs, the more content is generated. So that's Fantastic. got to yeah. motivate me. Get planning. Yeah. If you've enjoyed this bullshit, please visit runningsbs.com to see the show notes and links from this episode and the whole back catalogue, as well as links to our Patreon, merch store and social medias. Happy New Year, something. Uh, yeah, yeah. Fireworks. Obviously. <laughs> Bye. Yavity, yavity, yap.